Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends, welcome back to the Wellbeing and Your Wallet podcast. Uh, we appreciate you joining again for today's pod. Hopefully this is not your first episode, but if it is, welcome. Please subscribe and make sure to keep listening to us. All right. So once again, we have a very special guest joining us for today's episode. Uh, but first off, I'm Grant Gallagher. I'm the head of financial well-being and brand communications here at Affinity Federal Credit Union. And I once again have my co-host joining me today, Sean. Sean, say hi to the audience. Thank you, Grant. Yes, my name is Sean Lubitz. I'm the vice president of retail and digital branching here at Affinity. Thanks again for joining us today, Sean. Happy to be here. And without further ado, our very special guest, uh, Brian Watkinson, who comes to us from our risk operations team. Uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Brian Watkinson, AVP Risk Operations. I have the pleasure of serving the credit union for a little bit more than the last six years in the uh, overseeing the groups of fraud, BSA, physical security, and uh, whatever else my boss tells me to. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, you know, many of the members who are on today's call, uh, if they've had any sort of issues, they've probably talked to Brian and his team at some point, um, but we hope that most of you have not, just because that's usually not a good sign for your accounts, but Brian and his team are very good at getting you out of trouble if you have found yourself in a spot where you need his team's help. So anyway, Brian comes to us with obviously many years of expertise in uh, risk operations and, and BSA. So he is going to drop a world of knowledge on all of us today and hopefully not scare us too much. Uh, with that being said, let's bounce over to Sean. Uh, Sean, you want to kick us off with a, an icebreaker? Sure, sure. So the, the question I want to kind of throw out there to get the conversation started and I'll start with you, Brian. Um, have okay. you or someone you've known um, or you know fallen victim to a financial scam? If so, how did you or it get resolved? Yeah, so you know, it's a it's a funny question. I'm sure she'll she'll kill me for telling this story. But my wife actually fell victim uh, for one of the email scams uh, a few years ago, and you know, it, it just shows it can happen to anyone at any time, right? Uh, simple email scam came from her her aunt's email said hey can you just send me a quick uh, gift card I gotta buy something off Amazon real quick just send me the number no big deal and my wife was busy and she has three monitors like most people that work from home saw the email picked it up real quick off Amazon Prime because everyone has Amazon accounts right uh, hooked up to that affinity credit card of course and you know uh, sent the number over and then she said oh no. I now have to tell my husband, the head of risk operations, that I just lost a hundred bucks to my aunt, and it's not even going to my aunt. So, it, you know, it's one of those things that I think it can happen to anyone. And um, just being aware of your surroundings and just asking basic questions like, why would my aunt ask me for a gift card when she has Amazon Prime too? Um, so, it's sometimes it's it's the silly little things that we just kind of look past. Um, you know, uh, oh, it's just a hundred bucks. Well, ask questions. And I think that will keep most of us out of trouble. Yeah. And you know what the funny thing there is, you know, you kind of let your guard down when it is from an email and somebody that, you know, right. You don't, you don't really think about it too much. You don't ask a lot of questions. You, I, I know that, you know, myself, it's the email is the first thing I look at. It's like, is there a misspelling? Is it something that's supposed to look like it's coming from somebody? And, you know, nine times out of 10, that's the easiest way to kind of figure out that, that it's a, a scam. But we forget that our friends and family can also get hacked, can fall victim to those scams. And then the scammer has access to their whole address book. And yep. 
bypasses that, that filter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I actually, uh, my dad fell for a tech support scam, uh, to the tune of, of $400 a year. Um, and you know, when I had, you know, he was telling me about how he was getting help from somebody and I was like, Oh, maybe it's just like a friend of his, whatever. Well, until one day, like he actually was like, Oh yeah, let me, let me get help from them. And it was, uh, you know, a video call over, over Skype to, very nice gentleman in, in Bangalore, India, who had remote access into his computer in multiple different ways. Um, and that was the point when I went, um, when were you going to tell me about this dad? Like I'm, I'm kind of your tech, you know, for better or for worse, I, I am his, his tech support typically. Um, and you know, went ahead and had to block the card and do the refund and wound up having to reformat the whole computer. Cause they had all sorts of backdoors into it. Uh, but you know that was a, a little bit of a, a hard lesson for him, and fortunately he did get his money back. Um, but it was you know anything in the future, just just ask me. I'll 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 let you know if it's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> I um I have a one of my really really good friends actually. His mom received a text message about winning a free iPad, right? So she she won a free iPad. She just had to click the link, put her card information in. I believe it was for the the sales tax or shipping. It was, it was minimal. Um, so she put it in with the intent to give it to my friend for, I don't know if it was his birthday or holiday, Christmas. Um, but immediately after, I think this is what usually happens is immediately after she did it, she was like, there was something off about that, right? In the moment you feel good. You're trying to get an iPad for your son. It's going to be a great gift. Um, but then immediately after it just, something feels off. Um, so, she went to her, you know, financial institution here at Affinity. We reached out. We closed the card down. Um, there was no real fraud on her account at that point because she did stop it early enough. But I think that's the the biggest takeaway for me is it does happen. They they catch you in a moment of weakness. Um, your intentions are always good, but it's very important not to be so embarrassed that you don't tell anybody right away and you just kind of wait. If, if as soon as you have that feeling. Make sure you reach out to your financial institution, reach out to your your husband who works and oversees the risk department in Affinity um, and let them know just to make sure that you take the the proper steps as quickly as possible, because the longer you do wait, you know, the worse it could potentially get. Yeah, the, I mean, and, and that's that's going to be kind of the theme of, of this whole episode is, you know, these scammers, they didn't just wake up one day and start doing this. No, they're they're seasoned veterans with lots of ways that they know how to social engineer their ways into tricking you and getting you feel comfort or feel stressed. And that's, that's how they get you. They, they know how to take advantage of you and anybody could really fall for it, you know, within the right situation. So never feel embarrassed about it. Always make sure you're getting that help and, and don't wait. The sooner you, you notify somebody, the sooner you can stop the bleeding. Cause you know, I'm sure Brian, you've seen some examples where they can just quickly devolve into multiple uh, situations versus just that initial one where where the information was taken. So uh, if it wasn't clear by our icebreaker and by our special guest today, obviously we are talking about protecting yourself from financial scams. Uh, we've seen an uptick in scams and fraud lately. Uh, you know, and anytime you're scammed or have money stolen, you're going to be worse in a worse off financial situation. So we want to support your financial well being. Make sure that you have the knowledge and tools needed to protect yourself and your financial well being. Um, but even worse, if you become a victim of ID theft, you know, where they really take all of your information and start opening up different accounts uh, and loans in, 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 in your name, 
Um, according to the Sands Institute, it takes an average of six months and roughly 200 hours of work to recover your identity after it's been compromised. Does that, does that sound about accurate, Brian? Yeah, it, it, it can be a, a very lengthy process if you don't have the, uh, the right backend support for sure. And I've seen some some statistics, and it's it's varied back and forth, but it's typically you know between a couple hundred dollars to even over a thousand dollars of of your own money spent just to resolve the situation. You know, it it, it can be costly as well. Um, you know, so obviously going after your financial accounts has always been a popular target for scammers. You know, obviously it's where you keep your money, so that's that's kind of the the easiest target for them. Um, but we've also seen increases in technology and social media related scams, uh, popular sh- uh, shopping and shipping websites are targets. Um, and even I read an article earlier this week where, you know, high demand items like Taylor Swift tickets are a uh, target for for scammers. So, you know, it's really everywhere. And, you know, it's so important to just understand what to be on the lookout for, how to remain vigilant. So, that's why we're here today. And, you know, hopefully you guys walk away with some good advice and, and know what to do in case you do find yourself in a questionable situation. So uh, jumping over to our, our main conversation, um, you know, Brian, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, some common financial frauds that you're seeing out there and, and things that our, our listeners should be aware of? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's funny you mentioned the, the Taylor Swift Frauds. Unfortunately, that uh, there were a number of, of members that were impacted by the uh, the, the Taylor Swift um, concert tickets uh, or not real concert tickets being sold through Facebook Marketplace or eBay or um, wherever it was. Uh, and sometimes I, I think it's it's one of those situations too. If it's too good to be true, uh, it, it probably is. And just asking those those basic questions of can I really get a Taylor Swift ticket for $300? Is that, I mean, $300 is a lot of money for, for a ticket, but uh, in the Taylor Swift realm of things, uh, they're going for significantly more than that. So sometimes asking yourself, um, does it make sense? Um, some, and I think it's part of it, Grant, too, is um, just the change in the overall uh, world that we're operating in uh, since the start of COVID, right? Everything changed. Uh, how people are moving money, how our members are moving money. Um, digital is obviously uh, the new wave. And I, unfortunately, digital fraud has changed um, the world around us. And we've seen a massive increase in the text message impersonation scams, whether it's our brand or others out there uh, asking for your information at the click of a button. And I think it's one of those things that if you look back even five, seven, eight years ago, major players in the market made it so easy to just click a link, right? Like FedEx, FedEx, UPS. I want to know where my package is. I'm going to click that link, no problem. And it's going to show me exactly where my package is. And everyone's in that mindset of being able to click that link and just add a few pieces of information, no problem. Well, unfortunately, those pieces of information that, that are being requested via these links are really having an impact on our members. And, and one of the things we've we've really been trying to get through to everyone is never give up um, what some of our friends in IT always refer to as the crown jewels, right? Don't give up your username and password. Don't give up that pin that really is just for you. Uh, much like we've, we've always said, don't give up the pin on your debit card. Those are for you and for you alone. Uh, and Affinity will never ask for those things. So that's one of the big, big pieces that we've seen is, is really the text message scams. Um, asking for for pieces of information, job scams as well, 
right? We see a lot of our, our younger members in, in high school and college coming out, looking for a job online. It could be too good to be true, right? Buy yeah. that computer equipment, we'll reimburse you. Uh, and then the check comes back. And unfortunately, now they have a pile of computer equipment and a negative in their account because the check's no good. So, so once again, um, just is it is it real? Is it too good to be true? Just asking yourself some basic questions. And as always, refer back to our uh, our partners in the branches and in the digital branch and just say, hey, I got this check. I'm not really sure. Um, and we're always here as a resource as well. Yeah, I think it's it's important too, to your point, Brian. Fraudsters, they they feed off of the emotion of the individuals that they're that they're trying to defraud, right? So it could be excitement. You want, you know, this trip, you want an iPad. So it's it's the excitement. They're gonna try to get your information as quickly as possible because you're excited about what they're going to give you. It also could be fear. We have people who come into our branches and contact us over the phone saying, you know, an, an attorney contacted them. They are being sued. Um, they need to pay this upfront legal fee of $500 in order to have, you know, the, um, the representation needed to ensure that this goes away. Hang, I, I always tell my friends, family, if they're reaching out to you, it's not a bad idea to hang up that phone, right? Right. If, if there's information you can gather, that's great. Don't give them information. Hang up that phone and then proactively reach out to where they're, they're saying they're from. So again, if someone calls and says they're from Affinity Federal Credit Union, it's not the end of the world to necessarily get off the phone with them and proactively call us here at Affinity to ensure that it was someone here who reached out to you. So again, they, they try Absolutely. to feed on those uh, the emotions, whether it be you know the excitement or the fear. Yeah, and, and to add to that, I, I think you raised an important point, Brian, about just the speed and convenience of how everything has shifted. But in the security world, it's always a balance between convenience and security. You know, so it's like as that needle ticks closer towards fast and easy, well, that means it's also faster and easier for the scammers and the fraudsters too. And if the only thing protecting you is that password or that one-time code and you're relaxed with it and you don't think it's a big deal, like it's, you know, literally access to all of your money, uh, you're going to have a rude awakening when when you do share that with somebody. Um, you know, the, there's still things where you do want to, Go the little bit more complicated, the little bit more secure, the little bit more uh, cautious way. And you know, I would say your your banking and your digital payments is definitely one of those things. Um, you know, because one of the things that that I've even heard in some of the financial literacy classes I facilitated when I'm warning people about keeping their credentials safe and their debit cards safe, and they go, "Well, I'm not worth anybody, anything to anybody. You know, I don't have a dollar to my name." Blah blah blah. It's like. Well, you can still overdraft your account, right? And they can take that money or they can take your identity and go open up loans and, and credit cards in your name and take that money. So there's very few people out there in the world that truly don't have any value to their information or their name. Um, and, and even if it isn't, do you want somebody out there wrecking your credit score even worse than it already is? I mean, you really just want to be as cautious as possible and, and protect yourself and you know, your future self will definitely uh, thank you for that. So, you know, what, what tips can you share? I mean, obviously, you know, protecting your credentials is, is important, but in the terms of, you know, digital banking, what can, what can our listeners do to protect themselves from financial fraud? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is um, just keeping it really simple. You know, 
be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of the devices that you're utilizing to access online banking. Even as simple as making sure that you have a, a, a password on either your computer or your personal device. Uh, don't give it out, obviously, as we uh, continue to tell uh, everyone and anyone. Um, and change your passwords frequently. Um, make sure that you, you don't give out uh, the PIN numbers. Um, we, we obviously know at the credit union uh, if there's any changes to your email address or phone numbers. Keep those up to date with us as well. Uh, if you move, let us know. Um, basic security stuff, right? We have voice ID in our call center. That's a great feature uh, for our members to utilize to continue protecting their overall health or relationship when you call into the call center. Uh, and as you interact, even in our branches, more than happy to take uh, a new driver's license, update your address. All of those those things are are always at your at your availability. Yeah, and any, anybody that lives, especially close to one of our physical locations, um, I, I always say it's it's really good to have a a relationship with at least one person in that branch, right? So, if you even if you don't visit the the branch frequently, being able to say I got a text message claiming to be from Affinity, I'm going to go into Flemington and go talk to Brian, right? Or I'm going to give Brian a call because I know who he is. I know he is an employee of the credit union and I want to talk this through and see if it is something that is legit or is a potential scam. Um, so again, especially those individuals who live um, within, you know, within a reasonable distance from each one of our branches, go in, get to know the individuals there. Um, my expectation always is for the, the branch team members to develop relationships with the, the members who are visiting the branches. And again, it can be extremely valuable in situations like this. Um, if you do receive information or again, you're questioning anything that you've received, um, whether it be from affinity or um, saying that they are affinity when maybe it's not. And we've seen that in the past too. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're here to help. Don't, don't be shy. <laughs> All right, so so pivoting, you know, real cl quick, um, let's talk a little bit about some tips on self protection against fraud. You know, some of the resources that that we have, and you know, you, you mentioned some great steps that we have in place. But one of the things that I, I do want to flag is, you know, some of those advanced security features are opt in. So you know, make sure you're taking advantage of all the ways that you can protect yourself and your accounts. You know, one of the things, and you know, I don't know how common it still is. But people were assuming that those text message one-time passcodes were bulletproof. They were, you know, the solution to everything. And then the scammers figured out a way to convince their phone companies to transfer phone numbers. So they now had access to those people's phone numbers or hack into their cell phones. So, you know, things like that, they're they're not bulletproof. You really need to make sure that you're taking advantage of of all of those those resources. Um, you know, and, and personally, you know, one of the things that I like to do is anytime a service offers uh, a one-time passcode through an app, like an authenticator app, you know, I take advantage of that because that's that's definitely a little bit more secure, has a little bit, usually it has some biometric authentication built in to, to have that extra step there. Um, you know, but, but what other, what other resources and, and, you know, self-protection tips do you have to uh, make sure our members are, are protecting themselves? Yeah, I think it's, and, and we've done a really a great uh, a great amount of work, Grant, obviously with your team and some of our partners, obviously in marketing, with giving the membership the ability to self-educate, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the trends continue to, uh, to change, and uh, it seems like 
many things in in the tri-state change so fast these days that it's it's the same thing with fraud. Um, so really, being able to self-educate through our security portal uh, and and self-read up on on what's new in fraud. Uh, some people might not find it uh, all that interesting. I think it's uh, it, it's good stuff and it's it's easy reading uh, of some of the uh, the scams that are out there, um, just being mindful um, and, and just going about it and in, in seeing what's going on in the world around you every day. So we put them on the security suite for, for all members to read. Yeah. I mean, being able to just identify what a potential scam looks like so you know what to look for if you find yourself in a situation is really the best way you, you can protect yourself. And, you know, the sooner you notice that something seems off or, you know, some of those signs that we've outlined in our, our blog or our article, um, you know, the sooner you can reach out to get help, probably stop it before anything, anything bad happens. Um, and to that point, you know, we have regular webinars on blog, uh, on fraud. We have blogs, we have email tips, we have that security center. We're launching a scam safety hub soon. We have courses within enrich, um, you know, and, and all of the, affinity representatives that you can talk to over the phone, via chat, in branch, they're all a resource as well. So, you know, really there's no dumb question when it comes to fraud because it is an ever-evolving field um, and, and you just never know. Uh, you know, something that may even surprise us that, that we've never seen before, but we can identify it as, as a new trend and, and something new. Um, there's always a first for everything. So, you know, don't feel silly if, if you think that something seems off and you flag it, we're, we're, we're going to help you. Um, you know, some other preventative things that, that individuals can do to, to protect themselves from scams, you know, right off the top of my head, um, you know, I usually recommend that people look into, to credit freezes or credit alerts. Those are a good step. Um, as well as, you know, the previous things we've talked about of not sharing your credentials, complex passwords, um, software updates are, are obviously a, a good way to, to prevent yourself from, from having any sort of uh, compromise to your technology. Um, any other uh, preventative measures that, that you can think of, Brian? Yeah, I think the, you know, most often one of the first things that we always recommend is obviously having uh, some sort of identity theft protection service on the back end. Um, I don't have any specific one uh, that, I, that I recommend, but just having the ability um, to to constantly keep a pulse on your credit uh, and being able to have access to be able to freeze your your credit uh, if if there is uh, a need, I think is really important to to really stop the bleeding. Um, and to be honest, it's it's not bad to have it frozen if you're not utilizing it as well. You know, one one thing that that I actually take advantage of too, and I I didn't even know this was a thing until I, I renewed my insurance recently. Um, but as part of my my homeowner's insurance, I could add an ID theft protection policy. And it was something, it was like stupid cheap. It was like $15 for a whole year. And I'm like, knowing the statistics that I do, I'm like for $15 a year, of course, I'm going to do that. You know, if I ever had to use it, it I'd be dead before it ever, you know, would cost me more than it would cost me to resolve it. So it, it seemed like a, a natural thing for me. Um, Sean, how about yourself? Do, do you have any, anything else to, to add to that? Kind of what you talked about before, Grant, is just, um, allow affinity or, or whichever fi you're currently using hopefully coming to affinity but when they when they have tools and resources available take advantage um when we talk about voice biometrics when we talk about adding passwords onto your account um these are all ways that we can add an extra layer of security when we're interacting with you and when we're transacting with you um the the credit freeze is huge um 
if you're not using it, freeze it. If you need to use it, you know when you're going to have your credit pulled, if you're looking for a vehicle, if you're applying for a home, whatever it might be, unfreeze it at that time and then freeze it again. That to me is one of the the scams or when we talk about ID theft, that that takes a very long time to resolve from the credit space. Yeah. So that's where, again, um, from what you and Brian already spoke about, that's definitely something I would recommend everybody do at this point. Um, and again, just know who you're dealing with. If, if you have a question yeah. at all of who you're interacting with, you should end that conversation and then proactively seek out a conversation with someone at that institution or that, that business that you're trying to work with at that time. And nothing is, yeah. nothing is free. If it seems too good to be true. I think Brian said this before, <laughs> if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. You did not win that, the lottery that you didn't play, right? You're, you're not winning a contest that you didn't enter. So, um, the training's working, Sean. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Me and Brian are, we, uh, we're the balance between that experience and that risk piece. So we're always trying to, uh, come up with the, the, uh, you know, the best balance for our membership, but yeah, definitely we want to make sure your information's safe, right? I, I don't want anybody to get scammed. And, and unfortunately we do see it and some of it is really sad at times. So the more we can educate people, the more that listeners of this podcast can talk to their family and friends. Um, it all goes a really long way because you don't want to see anybody go through any of those situations. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, one thing I, I, I want to make sure that our, our listeners have, and we've, we've already kind of alluded to it a lot of, a, a lot of the ways that you can take action here, but you know, Brian, right now you've had an aha moment and you realize that the link that you clicked was not legitimate and you just logged into a fake Amazon account. You gave them your credentials, you gave them, you know, your credit card information, What's the very ne next thing you should do? It's our card. Call us. Uh, if you feel like your device has been compromised, unplug it. Uh, turn off your wireless. Um, power down the computer. Pop the battery. Don't let them. Don't let them be in the computer any longer. Um, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Excellent. Excellent. So I do want to end the segment a little bit by talking a little bit about the tactics that our uh, scammers use, and you know how we can counter them. So, you know, some of the stuff that, that I'm aware of and, you know, Brian, feel free to correct me if I'm incorrect. Okay. Uh, but the things that I've seen is, you know, they create a sense of, of fear or, or urgency or they pretend to be an authority and you think you're, you know, going to get arrested or the IRS is going to come and, you know, mm. take your life savings. Yep. Um, what, what else have you seen in, in tactics that they, they use and, you know, what can we do to, to protect ourselves? Yeah, every time I think the IRS scam is going to go away, it just seems to come right back again. And uh, the scammers just continue to call claiming that, you know, I'm going to go to jail or it's the, the spin on it is the, the grandparent scam. I've been arrested and you have to send money immediately. It's urgent. I think with any of those scams, it's either something is urgent or they pull on your heartstrings, right? And yeah. uh, I think when, like we continue to say, right, it's never that urgent pause, call that family member before you send that money. Uh, and then in some of these other instances too, you, you have some of these really sad situations of romance scams where they're, you know, they're, they're connected uh, and they're, they're pulling money from people that shouldn't have the money pulled from them. So it's really just taking that pause. It's not that urgent. Just, just look around and say, this doesn't make sense to me. You work hard for your money. So um, really just feeling out the situation and, um, it's just not that urgent and just remember that. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think you've said a lot before, don't click that link. 
You know, if it seems a little off, don't click that link. You know, you you always have, you can get a second opinion. Something seems fishy, you know, ask a friend, ask a family, ask an affinity representative. We got your back. Um, Hanging up that phone, you know, if something seems off. Any listen, any legitimate business is going to understand if you're you're concerned about scams and fraud. They're more than happy to give you all of their contact information, how to get back to them, you know, yep. match that up to the number listed on their website. Make sure it's it's legitimate and you can always, you know, Google it and call back. And the other thing too is, you know, Google is your friend, search engines are your friend. A lot of these scams, when they happen, people report it. They share that information online. And if you see yourself in that situation and you type in a little bit of the details, you'll probably see somebody who had that experience and can flag it as, as a scam. So, you know, always do your homework. That's, that's a recurring theme on, on many of our episodes, but, uh, you know, don't be afraid to, to stop and, and take another second to think is, is this legitimate? And, you know, what should I do next? Because most legitimate things, they're not going to put you in a high pressure situation where you need to act that very second. Uh, you can collect your thoughts and, and call them back. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we're at our point in our show where we're going to hop over to our member mailbag. And a reminder that if you have a question or comment for our member mailbag segment, please send it to Affinity FCU on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag member mailbag. All right. So I'm going to cover this one today. Uh, the member today said, I'm interested in finding another source of income and the idea of starting a side hustle sounds great, but I lack the motivation and have no idea where to start. I follow some influencers on social media who make side hustles look so easy to start, but in my real life, I find it to be challenging. Any ideas on how to get started? Who's, who's got some advice for, for, for this member? I will, um, I will say first and foremost, do your homework. I, I, I feel like we've stressed that on the podcast in the past. Um, and any legitimate individual or influencer should encourage you to do your homework, right? No one has yeah. that, that silver bullet. No one's, you know, I, I see it all the time too, like the get rich quick, right? No, nothing is that easy. If it seems too good to be true, it's, it's just not true. Um, so before you jump into anything, I would just always say, do your homework, do your research, look at um, multiple different channels, whether it be influencers or, you know, publications online, maybe you have a a friend or an individual or a network you can connect with and talk to individuals who are already in that industry. It's important to get different perspectives on any, um, any industry or side hustle that you're looking to get into. So that would be, that would be my advice. Don't just pull your eggs in one basket here. You know, Grant Gallagher say, this is how to do it. And then step-by-step do what Grant tells you, uh, make sure you get different perspectives. Unless it's coming from, from Grant Gallagher. Unless, yes. (laughs) Unless Grant Gallagher tells you to do it, then he's, we've already, you know, decided on previous podcasts. He's very organized. So he'll have it laid out on a spreadsheet for you. <laughs> How about you, Brian? What, what's your advice? Yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I love the side hustles, right? Whether it's uh, a couple of years ago, the guys from Pickers were, were picking antiques and, and, and reselling them. Or as of late, we've seen a number of members that are involved in the sneaker hustle. Um, you know, everybody's trying to make a few extra dollars these days. My, my main advice is I, I see the influencers, I see the, um, the availability of some of these opportunities online and just beware of pay to play, right? I know best, you know, send me 500 bucks, I'll make you rich. Um, you, can, you can create a online uh, quote unquote influencer account uh, in short order and 
quote and also buy followers to make it look like you are legitimate um, in, in a very short amount of time and be sending out emails and messages. So look at those profiles. How, how old are they? How long have they been around? What's their content look like? Are they tied in with people that are reputable? Um, just know who you're dealing with because um, there are some great resources online, uh, but there's also some really scary ones out there as well. And to, yeah. to add to that too, real quick, Greg, because I know I'll, I'll let you kind of answer this as well. But one of the things that stuck out to me when you, when you were reading this is that they lack the motivation. And yeah. to me, if, if you're going to start a, a side hustle, right, you're already working prob- at least a part-time job somewhere, right? Most likely yep. a full-time job. Do you really want to be doing something that you just, you're not interested in, right? You're not passionate about. So to me, um, for the listener that wrote this, if, if you're lacking the motivation, I would really question, is this something you want to do at this time? Um, because if it's something you're passionate about, the motivation should be there. The knowledge I understand, right? You have to continue to learn and research, but I would question that motivation piece. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's a great advice. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking of when we're talking about side hustles is, you know, one of our previous episodes, we talked about, are you living to work or, or working to live? And, you know, side hustles were a big part of that conversation. And, you know, again, many people who transition their hobbies into a side hustle lose interest because it starts to feel like work because it is work. And, you know, if that motivation is a, is a big factor there, um, they're going to really need to figure out what, what the right thing is for, for them to be able to figure that out. Um, or is, is the money enough of a motivation for them? Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is, is there's no such thing as a free lunch and lots of things on social e- media, they look so easy. And that's because people are doing it intentionally though. You know, if they're part of a scam or a multi-level marketing company, and I'm not going to add any conjecture on multi-level marketing, I could probably do a whole podcast on that alone. Um, but obviously, if if they're not going to make it look hard or complicated or a burden, if they're trying to sell you something, you know, so so it's that very filtered, curated snippet that you're seeing on social media where everything's great and happy until it's not. But you, they're not going to put the till it's not up on social media. So, you know, always, like everybody else said, do your research, take what you see on social media with a grain of salt, you know, um, y- you're probably going to have to do a little bit of work and, and you know, push yourself to, to get that side hustle and that side gig going. They're, they're not easy, especially not if you're, you're working a full-time job or a part-time job, you know, so um, listen to that episode. That's, that's the best advice I can give to you. <laughs> All right. So pivoting over to our product spotlight today, uh, and actually this isn't so much of a product as it is a resource aligned with our conversation today, uh, and that's our free scam hub uh, launching recently or soon on our website, depending on when this launches. I'm having a hard time with the timing there, um, but you can get some great advice on how to protect yourself from a variety of scams out there, including phone scams, romance scams, digital payments fraud, social media scams, uh, and more. You know, we're, we're going to keep that up to date and, and keep adding content as, as we uh, find more information to share with you guys. Um, not only does the Scam Resource Hub give you the information you need to identify common scams, but also the resources needed in case you've become victim. You know, remember, there's no shame in becoming a victim of a scam, and you should never hesitate to get the help if it happens. So learn more by visiting our member scam safety hub at affinityfcu.com forward slash scam hub. All right. So we have talked about a lot of stuff today, gave some really great information, uh, you know, 
how to identify scams, how to protect yourself, you know, a little bit of what's going on out there, you know, through some Taylor Swift in there for fun. Um, what's, what's our, our, our takeaways today? Uh, Brian, you want to, want to share some, some final sage thoughts with us? Yeah, I, I think just, just know that no matter what situation you're in, it's okay to just pause and look around and, and when in doubt, give us a call. Excellent. Yeah. We're here to help. How about you, Sean? Yeah. Look, just looking at it again from the perspective of the, the frontline employees, know who you're dealing with, right? So, you know, ask, ask your questions, get to know, you know, the individuals within the organization that you can develop a, relation, a relationship with. Um, it's always very, very important to just know who you are dealing with. Um, and if you have those relationships, it's even easier to kind of uncover situations where people are trying to act as if they are someone else or act as if they were for another organization. So again, know who you're dealing with is, is key. Yeah. And you know, if you're, if you're local to us, you're local to our branch footprint, you know, stop in, build that relationship. If you're in the Madison, New Jersey area, we have a new branch there. The staff there would love to see you and have a conversation with you, help you out with whatever you need. Uh, if you're in the River Edge, New Jersey area, we have a branch coming to uh, an area near you this fall. So stay tuned for more details on that. Um, but as always, you know, thank you again for tuning in today. We appreciate your your dedicated subscription and, and liking and following us along. So uh, just as always, you know, if you want to submit a question to our member mailbag, you can send it to affinity on facebook or twitter with the hashtag member mailbag and we always appreciate if you rate like and subscribe for more well-being and your wallet podcast and you can visit affinityfcu.com for more information about affinity's products and services and financial well-being and as always thanks so much for listening and be well <laughs>